Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Death Think Podcast uh, with you, uh, Nicola and Sean. Today, we'll be talking about a topic of blogging. Uh, in more detail, should you start your own blog or maybe should you blog on some other platform or, you know, should you not even bother with it? So, you know my standing on the topic, which is you should definitely, you know, blog. But I'm just curious, Sean, how do you feel about this topic? Um, definitely. You should definitely get out there, whether it's... So I'm going to mix or kind of conflate blogging and podcasting and making YouTube videos and other stuff like that all in a big bucket together. So you don't necessarily have to blog. But if you do one or more of those things, it's definitely good for you for personal growth. It's good for your career. Um, it's just a nice thing to do to share some of the experience that you have with others who are going to find that and get closer to where you have gotten to with the help of others, with the help of what you've done. Indeed, I totally agree. And uh, like, okay, so my example for uh, my example, for example, uh, I just started, you know, I always like always, always, always uh, kept a notebook with me, which we totally uh, laughed at about when you said that you also have your notebooks with you and everything. And uh, so at the time I was searching for something in the notebook and I couldn't, couldn't find it. And I was thinking, man, would it be cool that it would, you know, we would have control F so that I could search it. And then it hit me like, man, yeah. It's called blog, right? So I started putting things from my notebooks uh, that were, for example, programming uh, related to my blog, you know? So, and what I found that actually problems that I had, other people had. And so other people, you know, came to my blog and said, hey, you know, thank you. So this got me thinking and then like, hey, maybe, you know, I should start writing more. And especially about the time when, um, I was very starting to get very into um, Ionic Framework. I started blogging way more. Like, honestly, I won't say on a daily basis, but at least on, on a weekly basis, I would get, you know, two, three posts out. And this helped unbelievably. Uh, not only did I become a better writer, which is uh, a skill that you can use everywhere, you know, even for like email writing, uh, it's very good to know how to write. And of course, you will not improve in anything if you're not doing that. So uh, there's that, you know, if for nothing else, so that your writing improves. Uh, with this also came the traffic, right? Uh, currently, I'm like nowhere near, you know, the hot sites. I have like maybe uh, 20,000 views per month which is, you know, nothing good. But even that got me uh, somewhere. By somewhere, I mean, I uh, wrote for, at the time, actually, I think they still exist. It's called Hackhands, but then Pluralsight bought them. And this actually then, hindsight now, uh, this brought me to write two books. And there's that, you know, so you're kind of like, I mean, not the actual book, you know, published author ads in print book. But, you know, you can say that you actually wrote two books and that you self-published the books. So, uh, yes, definitely uh, blog. Because here's the thing. You can be the best programmer in the world. 
But if you're not sharing what you know and you're not helping other people through uh, forums or sites like Stack Overflow, and we already had a podcast about that, uh, then, I mean, no one will know that, that you're the best, right? Because how will they know? Well, you may think you're the best, but I guarantee you, you're wrong. You may be the best in your company or the best in your department, but until you expose your ideas to the outside world and get corrected. Now, you may be amazing, absolutely amazing, but you could always be better. And there might be one thing that you're doing wrong or one thing that you're doing, which was the right way to do it five years ago, but now we have better ideas and better tools for that, that someone could say, hey, have you heard of this? Or have you considered doing it this way? And you're going to improve. So you benefit from, it's not just, it's not altruism and generosity. Don't think like, oh yeah, I'm so smart. If if I took some of my time to help the the dumb people, then I can be a good person. No, you do this because it benefits others and yourself. Indeed, indeed. Uh, for example, uh, so I have more than 300 posts on my blog now. And when I look back through the first few posts, I mean, and that's good thing, right? I'm embarrassed by them. And that's actually a very good thing. It also translates to code. For example, take whatever project that you had, uh, let's say a year ago. And if by looking at it today, you're not like, whoa, this sucks. Why did I do that? Then that means that you unfortunately have not progressed, you know, even by a small amount, you know? Uh, so yeah, definitely a yeah. good thing to do. And it's, it's good practice. And here's the thing. Um, if we're talking about blogging in particular, where you're writing, writing is essential. And I think it's way undervalued. And if you consider the fact that a lot of our communication happens with strangers over the internet and a lot of people, a lot more people work remotely these days than ever before. Your writing, your, the way you can construct sentences, the way you can communicate ideas clearly, your grammar, your spelling, or the basic stuff, sometimes that is the only way thousands or tens or thousands or more people on this earth ever communicate with you. So you could be the nicest, smartest person in the world. And if you write and it looks like you've been hitting the head with bricks every day since childhood, you know, people are not going to respect you. They're not going to take your opinion seriously. You know, they're going to think, oh, this person's an idiot. This person's, you know, a dirtbag. Why should I, you know, pay them any attention? And they won't. So you're doing yourself a disservice. Indeed, indeed. I actually laughed at this one because, as I always <laughs> say, I'm a very visual person. I was envisioning a kid being big hit by the... That's actually not a very nice vision, by the way. Uh, no, it's image. a horrible... I, I, I'm sure I could have thought of something. I was, I was just doing it in the moment. I didn't pre-plan any of this. But another nice thing about it is... If you make, if you have some good blog posts or you have some good YouTube videos or whatever, you will sometimes get a business opportunity out of that. Like the, the obvious one would be if you're looking for a job and they bother to Google you and figure out, hey, this person uh, seems to know what they're talking about. That helps. But I've been approached on multiple occasions by, you know, these online course companies that want me to do a course on a particular topic because I've done a YouTube video that was very popular that had to do with that topic. So you might be able to get freelance work out of it. And, you know, that also builds upon itself, right? You wrote a blog post or you did a YouTube video. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a course with your name on it in an online store. That looks great on your resume, you know, and it makes you 
more likely to get accepted when you want to propose a talk at a conference or you know be just be taken seriously in a community it's really it, it gives you confidence not if you have the knowledge to create the course and you don't create the course you still know all those things but you may not have the confidence to go with it because you don't feel accomplished that's a concrete thing you can look at and say i know something indeed I agree. And okay, so basically, we agreed that definitely one should blog, podcast, make videos. Uh, but now's the question how to actually start? And here I can say that it doesn't matter how you start, it just matters that you actually start. And that, like, that's crucial. And one thing also, uh, try to again make it a certain habit of it's funny and it's with reading, as basically with everything else, try to, you know, write 100 words per day but make it every day and try to make it a minimum right so make yourself a habit to write minimum 100 words what will usually happen is you're gonna do way more but you know just make it a habit of you know 100 and see if you can go further if you go further great if you don't feel like it after 100 words no problem maybe you'll do it you know tomorrow but the thing is that at the end of the month you will have 3000 words which is three good blog posts of 1,000 words, right? So there's that. The answer is always, you know, simple, but it's not easy. Start small. Yeah, there's actually, uh, just to put that in a slightly bigger scale, uh, for, I don't know why or how or how long this has been going on, but apparently November is National Novel Writing Month. So there's a challenge to write a novel in November, November 1st through 30th, and a, a, as a guideline, they say a, a common word count for a novel is about 50,000 words. So if you write about 1,666 words a day, you will have a 50,000 word novel at the end of the month. It won't necessarily be a great novel, but think about writing a book, writing a novel right now. Think about how hard you think that is or how much time you think that would take or how much better writer you would have to be or whatever. And realize a bunch of people with no more skill or novelist experience than you write a book in one month in any given year. So if they can do that, I'm not saying you should write a novel, but maybe you should, you know, but you can certainly write a blog post and a thousand words a day, uh, not even a day, a week, a lot of journalists, a lot of columnists who write in a newspaper or a magazine weekly or monthly, a thousand words is about a normal length for, you know, a good, you know, article. So if you can write a thousand words in a week and make that your blog post, then you're way ahead. And that's nothing compared to what these people do in just the month of November. And it doesn't have to be a thousand words. You pick a topic, um, something that you figure out or you learn something cool about it and you turn to your coworker and say, Hey, check this out. Boom. That's a blog post. You can share it with millions instead of that one guy next to you. So same thing with your team. If you have a team and you're a team lead and you want to uh, share something, a new technique you want them to use, or something you found when you're doing code reviews that you would like to share with them to improve, that's a blog post. So that's a blog post. That's a YouTube video. You could do a screencast. And why not, instead of, if you have a, a notebook and you write down cool techniques, I'm learning this language and I learned this cool feature, or I'm a mobile developer and I learned here's how you do this cool thing. Or you're a front-end developer and you found this cool way to manipulate the DOM in JavaScript. 
or you're a backend developer and you found a really cool performance tweak. Every single one of those things that you would write down in your notebook or put in your little folder of saved stuff, that's a blog post. That's something you should be sharing. And as Nicholas said, and this has happened to me as well, I've had things written down that I wrote for myself that I then wanted to have access to and look up and I didn't have access to them because I never put them out in the public. And you're helping yourself in a lot of cases. Syntax, obscure syntax, stuff like that. I, I refer to my own stuff uh, frequently. And here's another thing. I like to teach. I enjoy it. And there have been plenty of times when I have spoken to someone, a coworker or a person at a conference or whatever, and told them about something that I was knowledgeable about. And I have repeated the exact same advice to multiple people a number of times. And that has triggered me to realize I should actually write this as a blog post. If I meet you, I can email you a link. I can text you a link in five seconds instead of having to take the 10 minutes to explain it to you yet again, plus taking 10 minutes of your time. I can write it once. That, will, that 10 minute conversation, it might take me a half hour, hour to write a quality blog post. But once I've spent that hour, I can give that exact same advice now to an unlimited number of people. Indeed. And let's be clear here. So it's not like we're, you know, saying, yeah, you know what, you should start blogging, you will make money, blah, blah, blah. No. So honestly, at the time, that was not even my at the top of my head at all. But what will inevitably happen if you're going to keep on giving out quality content, if you will like literally give everything you have into this, opportunities will come. No, like I guarantee that. And so, for example, um, okay, so there are a lot of bloggers out there today, right? How do you then, uh, quote unquote, get your name out? Well, one of the things that you can do is there are these sites that have a lot of views. And for example, people that used to kind of like that made them be what they are today, they even maybe don't have the time anymore or anything. And usually what they do, they offer... Uh, so-called guest blog posting, right? So basically you post your blog there. So of course for free. And what does that get you? That gets you their readers, right? And if you're good, they will probably go and check your site as well. Uh, Of course, there are sites that actually pay you to write for them, but usually that's... uh, content that you only put on their sites and you can't put it on your blog. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of options when you, you know, are willing to get to work, you know? And also one more thing, uh, you reminded me of something. Uh, How many developers, even that are listening to this, will frown when I say that I love freaking writing the documentation? Probably a lot. And I don't think they'll frown. I think they'll just have a surprise look on their face. I would say that this came to be with uh, this blogging part. So I never found it hard or anything. I actually felt joy by thinking, oh, yeah, you know what? So I made this thing, whatever, right? But now I'm going to write how it actually works so that the person that comes after me will not uh, curse me in any way because he doesn't even know how to run it. Uh, through my career, if I can say that, uh, I've run to people uh, that I had very unpleasant conversations with, uh, even people, uh, let's say, above me, 
that just did not understand the value of documentation. And then when I said that that's probably due to the fact that they are poor writers, uh, then they got offended. Uh, offended. And by looking at their uh, the way that they communicate through Slack, that only reinforced my opinion. Uh, gladly, I don't work with some of those anymore. But yeah, I mean, so we said that we're going to have another uh, topic uh, about documentation, uh, another podcast in itself. But I found that, yes, those people who actually write posts and blog posts or whatever tend to also like to do the documentation because they also see the value in it. Yeah, it's and a lot of times when you do something you're proud of, you want to write the documentation because you want to tell people how cool this idea was you had or, you know, hey, not only can you look at my code and say, here's how I solve this problem, but I this is the fifth version of this. I'll tell you what the first four were and why they didn't work, because very frequently people only see the end result and they say, oh, well, hey, how about doing it this way? It would have been easier. It's like, well, actually, I tried that. That was attempt number two and it failed because this reason. So that's very handy. On also, I mean, you can make money, as, as Nicola was saying. You can put ads on your page or Google AdSense. You can maybe go to a place that will pay you by the word. And you're not going to make a lot of money that way, but you could make some money. Uh, but don't get hung up on the money part and don't think that you're not going to write unless you get paid because unless you are decent, unless you're good, actually really good, there's a lot of competition, you're not going to get paid. And you're not going to get good by not writing. So you're going to have to write a lot for free to be good enough to be worth paying. If you're going to write a lot of stuff for free either way, you're basically your choices are you can publish it for free or you can throw it in the garbage. So why why not you know just put it, it out is, there? Indeed. And uh, uh, one last point on this, and this is a thing that really surprised me um, when I read it. It gave me permission to do something that I was afraid to do, and that I think a lot of people are probably afraid to do, and that is it's totally okay to write about something that's been written out before, written about before, even if it's written, written about dozens or hundreds of times. Like if you're new to Rails or Django or Go or you know React or Bootstrap or whatever, and you want to write what it's like to be a beginner or you want to write how to solve a specific problem in that, that language, which is a pretty common problem, do it. Because there are a lot of reasons, one of which is these things age. So not only maybe I'm doing something with the, such and such a version of Django and that problem has been solved for years, maybe in this version of Django it's a little bit different. Uh, another thing that um, you probably do, everyone here listening probably does this, they go to Google and they do a search and they glance at the results and they say, oh, let me you know, filter this to only show me stuff in the last month or the last year. Because we all know from experience, I get a problem, I get an error message, I search for that error I find results on a Stack Overflow page, but it's from eight years ago, and it maybe maybe not feel relevant. It may be correct, but people are going to want to find something more recent that validates that this advice is something they should waste their time on. So, you know, for all those reasons, uh, go ahead and write. And you may be legitimately a more interesting and better writer. Maybe you're a better communicator. Maybe you read something, and it makes sense to you. But maybe your way of articulating it is going to help some other reader who maybe doesn't have English as their first language, or maybe even someone who does have English as their first language, but you just put it in better words. Don't use big words. Don't try to sound smart. Um, 
try to make it accessible. Um, shrink your vocabulary to more common words in whatever language you're writing in. Because if you write in fancy big words because you want people to read this and say, oh, wow, they're really smart. That's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is they're going to have difficulty understanding it and they're not going to read more of your stuff. If you write it in very simple terms and they can understand it, they may or may not think this person's really smart, but what they will think is, oh, I get it now. And that's what you want. That should Indeed. be your goal. So one of the things that I did, for example, I really felt uh, angry of the state of posts that are out there because they would go step one, two, and now we're here. So they were like literally, you know, step by step and then like fifth step and then six steps. The sixth step would be, and after 20 minutes of something, you are here. Like what magic happened around here? So what, what I did or what I tried to at least do was do, you know, like real beginner ones. For example, I would be learning a topic, for example, Angular JS. So not the fancy one, you know, the old, old one, right? And I would run into problems and I would literally list step by step how I solved it and go figure. A lot of other people came here and they didn't have as much experience with it. They were literally just starting just like me. And they felt like, hey, dude, honestly, you helped because you did the exact step by step. But as Sean said, <clears throat> those posts nowadays may be old. Maybe nowadays I don't even have the time or will or whatever to update them. So here's your chance to do it now. Just like... Uh, I believe that AngularJS, just today I got an email that they uh, said they're going to update to 1.7 and that that's going to be the long-term support. And after that, they're not going to, going to do it anymore because the Angular 2 Plus version is now more users use that than the older one. Uh, anyways, yeah, why the Angular one? I can't like really love that <clears throat> framework, but that's beside the point. Uh, What's important, of course, is don't be afraid to put stuff out because, you know, you haven't done it before or, you know, what will people think? You, you should not care what people will think. If indeed you went with the premise of writing a quality post, then if only one person reads it, that's good. But again, the numbers should never be your goal ever. If, for example, <laughs> my goal, I mean, back in the day was just put it here so that I can search it, you know? Yeah, if you write, uh, you know, a blog post a week, every week, and then you look back five years from now at your first year's worth of podcast, first year's worth of blog post, your first 52, you will find out that some of them will have higher traffic than the others, and they will not be the one you predict. The ones you predicted would be the most popular, even the ones you thought were the best written, or the ones you thought were most interesting, or the ones you thought were most relevant to the current state of technology or whatever it is you're blogging about. So put it out there because you actually don't know how other people are going to value it. Yep. Okay. So I guess I guess we kind of like butchered the horse, beat the dead horse as much as we can. Uh, too long didn't read version. It was would be. People start and you will see that in the beginning is not as easy as you may think. There, it, a lot of effort goes into writing a quality good post and a lot of revisions, you know, and everything. So, and also actually one thing that I remembered as you're going to be writing more and more and more, uh, you will find your voice, you know, you will somehow be unique from the pack. 
And that's a thing that you actually want to achieve because as Sean said, there are a lot of competition these days. But then again, not every person attracts everybody. You know, maybe your style will suit other some people more than the other guy that's longer on the scene and whatever. And just like one advice that I got, uh, so, okay, you're caught, you, you really want to do it. And uh, one very good advice was try to find a niche first. So one specific kind of, you know, so I don't know, you are JavaScript nowadays, right? It's everywhere. But so for example, take one framework and not even just like framework, try to find something inside the framework that you're very, you know, knowledgeable about and try to write about that. And with that, build up your community around it. And once you have a community, of course, this will not be overnight. I mean, those of you, I hope those kind of people are not listening to this because we were going through it a lot of, uh, you know, do, do your constant effort, strive to be better, blah, blah, blah. So there's no overnight success on this podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, what you will basically find is that you will get better, right? And that's something that you really want to do. And not only will you get better at writing or blogging or podcasting or screencasting or whatever, you will also get better at the things that you're teaching others because taking the time to clearly express your thoughts means you're going to have to think and probably do some research and you're going to end up understanding whatever it is you're writing about better than you did. Agreed. Totally. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, I hope this was useful. And as always, keep progressing. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the DevThink podcast. To reach us for comments, show suggestions, and other feedback, contact us at info at devthink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K. Our intro music is by Rupa Deadweiler. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. 